Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. I'm Liv, and I'm here because, oh, woo! it's a full moon, and it's time to talk werewolves. <laughs> you literally stole my intro. I know we didn't discuss it beforehand, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do a silly little vampire, not vampire, a silly little werewolf. Ow, ow, ow. Well, you ruined it. <laughs> anyway, a woo a woo. I'm Katie, a -woo, a -woo. Uh, and I'm here because I love this movie and a woo a so woo a woo. A -woo. <laughs> so this week we're about ginger snaps, and it's so fun. Yeah, I've never seen ginger snaps before, but I've seen it referenced. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of. I think the trilogy is like ginger snaps, Jennifer's body, and raw. That seems to be the yeah. trilogy. Raw is going to be intense, right? Yeah, I've read. I've read like a full plot summary and like many takes on Raw. It's not for me. I don't think I can watch it. Mm. Um, spoiler alert, there's heavy cannibalism in it and I'm just, yeah. oof, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Alas. Good. Yeah. I watched um, Titan the other day, which is by the same director mm. as Raw and it was so good, but uh, it's intense body horror. Is this um, the but... thing that you were watching while oh, I was yes, watching my nice cartoons? Yes. So I was watching the body horror about uh, like being impregnated by a car. And it's also, <laughs> it's like a very sweet story about found family and love. But it's also this very scary story about serial killers and like oil babies and all Ew. sorts. Um, is it? Yeah. It's amazing, but it is mm. it is a lot. And I'm not a horror watcher. I'm recently getting into horror. It's like my my mm. new genre of like stuff. I'm, I've never watched it before. Uh, doing mm. this podcast as well has definitely got me like more interested in like the supernatural side of stuff because I always cared about it, but I was a baby and like too scared. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm more of the uh, horror buff than yeah than you. I are. like and even then, like I'm not right that to say that I'm a horror buff is like a little. Mm. I mean, like, true horror people would get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> but, yeah. So you care about the horror, horror I really and I care it. about the film. I'm a film yes. boy. I'm sorry to let everyone down, but I am. Um, yeah. It's very <laughs> so disappointing. We meet but one of us has to be. Yeah, so. one of us has to be so that we can read... One of us has to read all the pretentious film things for, yeah. the, for the podcast to work. I did... I at least did think to myself at one point during this movie, ooh, a Dutch angle. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, Katie. So Katie and I were sat next to each other, and Katie was watching Titan, Titan, yeah. and I was uh, watching Hilda, which is yeah. a very Hilda's sweet. Great. Hilda's so good. If you want a sweet little very oh my cozy God, wait, cartoon, we should do we should do an episode on Hilda because there's the there's little guys in Hilda. There's what a new if we watch the Hilda movie? Yeah, because yeah. I'm really interested in the Hilda movie. Oh hell yeah, let's do that. That's a cute one. Yeah, we should. Yeah, cool. Also, awesome. Nice. Add it to the list. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. This week we watched Ginger Snaps. The best. And Maybe my favourite movie we've watched so far. But other than Jennifer's Body, which I loved. I'm not actually sure which is my favourite. Like Van Helsing mm. will always have a special place in my heart though. Yes. Oh you my know? god. I, want, I don't know if it's my favourite. <laughs> such I think, a fun one. I think our favourite episodes that we've done, from mm. my perspective, are Red Riding Hood and Jennifer's Body. Yes, absolutely. Because um, I, I, actually, to be fair, our Krampus episode, I actually really enjoyed. I loved Krampus because it was such fun lore. I still don't care yeah. for the film, like, a lot. Like, Krampus yeah, but I feel like. like we got into some really good discussion. And that's absolutely. why I liked that episode. I didn't like the if film. You, if you listen to Krampus, like, our Krampus episode and you didn't dig it because the film's bad, like, skip 45 minutes into it and yeah. then stop talking about the film. But we just do lore for 45 <laughs> no, just minutes. Like, Krampus. Great. <laughs> but you know to be fair if you didn't like the film maybe you'll enjoy the 45 minutes of us actually bashing 
Yeah, true. <laughs> Give it another go. <laughs> Give it another go. Anyway, um, so we watched Ginger Snaps. It's from the 2000s, which yeah. I, some for some reason, thought it was like a 1990s one. I thought it was like the craft. I thought it was an older one as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's from I think 2001 it's also... or 2000, I think. So we're not 2000, exactly, yeah. So yeah, it's not... so we're very early. Very early yeah. 2000s. Very still. early 2000s, which is why when I was like looking at the fashion, I was like, oh, it's interesting. It really looks like the 90s. And I was like, it was literally just 2000. It so just, yeah. It was probably <laughs> filmed in like 1998, 1999 definitely yeah. um oh speaking of the fashion i love the fashion in this film it's very it's so like fun. 90s grunge it's very mm. cool i like it a it's lot. like a polishedy grunge but it doesn't mm. look like posery and like yeah i, just, I love I just, it they like get they get it and it looks correct yeah look they do i love it yeah um i really yeah it's really fun um so ginger snaps is about two girls um sisters ginger mm-hmm. and bridget um Mm -hmm. and they're in the same year at school um but bridget's a year younger um Mm -hmm. but she she skipped a grade so they're in all the same classes and bridget is pretty meek pretty pretty introverted ginger's Mm -hmm. pretty confident as well and they are both oh actually you know what content warning for this whole movie we are going to be talking about uh themes of suicide suicidal ideation self-harm yeah lots of blood and gore if that's not something you're vibing with, honestly, maybe give this ep a miss, or maybe yeah, skip until we start talking about werewolves. Yeah, because it's a lot it, of it, the film. Um, the majority we won't of the be, film. We like super graphic about it because we don't like no being gosh, graphic no. anyway. It's just not in our wheelhouse of conversation. Yeah. So don't worry, we won't we won't describe the good or like the gore in deep yeah. detail. But also, you yeah. know, um, puberty. If ah, that squicks yes. you out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a bit of a silly joke on my part i was part, thinking but like... in the in the like um opening bit of the yeah oh, what's it called just you know the intro where it's like yeah, yeah. not about them it's about this uh the spoiler alert for the first three seconds oh, of gosh. the film you see a yeah. dead dog and all There's... i could think about was how whenever i watch a horror film i go on the website does the dog die i was literally thinking this literally not just for the dog death because like to be honest that doesn't super bother me i like mm. dogs but i've never had a dog so i it's not something it's something i, I don't like watching dogs die but it's not something yeah. i have to look for as, for as like a trigger warning you know what i mean but that website yeah, yeah, yeah. does a load of trigger warnings and stuff so when I watch mm-hmm. a particularly spooky yuki film, I'll sometimes check that before and I'll check where's the jump. So I was just thinking, hmm, does the dog die? Yes, in the first three seconds. And then so yep. many dogs die throughout this whole movie. So that page on does the dog die must be full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm not going to lie. When you said that you, you use where's the jump, I think where's the jump did you dirty when we watched Cabin in the Woods? It did, right? Because, okay, so where's the jump claims that the title credits of the movie which is the big blocky like looks like it's been done in like ms paint yeah the cabin in the woods like thing flashes up it claimed that that was the biggest jump scare in that movie it that is incorrect that is <laughs> objectively so incorrect stuff. i love the movie but it was spooky <laughs> i was the one telling where katie when the jump scares were gonna be yeah that website is usually quite reliable but in cabin in oh, the woods God, it was like oh it's cabin a comedy horror that's not scary and i was like it's not about the scares it's just about yeah the jumps. it's just, just about the jumps because <laughs> i don't like jumps either they make me no. go ah, which you yeah. know anyway right <laughs> back onto the thing there's a spook there's a big scary animal that's been going around the town killing all the dogs it's very sad um mm-hmm. they're like both outcasts at school like for their for their photography project together <laughs> uh they basically just take a load of various pictures of them but like in various like 
it's, it's some of I think some are murders, some are like suicides. Yeah. And it's they just take red... pictures of them looking like they're dead. Um, yeah, looking like really they're dead. It's quite graphic. It's Very quite graphic. Funny, I, but, some yeah. of them are quite like aesthetically cool looking i would say yeah yeah it's a cool photography fo- like project. i like one where she had six pences over her eyes yes um it's like um like i would say some of them look like kind of stuff that you would see like in the tape modern mm-hmm. and i don't mean that in a disparaging way at all mm-hmm. like the the one where it's like her with like a clown mask over her face and it's like mom please bury me in this dress and like i've seen that like (laughs) certainly things that that i saw on tumblr in 2016 definitely which you know oh yeah absolutely a lot of black and white (laughs) really a lot of black and white grunge phase you know (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. lots of black and white lots of like handwritten notes Mm -hmm. lots of like you know loads of blood i mean so much (laughs) an excessive amount but yeah so uh, no, it's like the girls at school and they're kind of outcasts and like yeah. the, mean, the popular girls are mean to them. Yeah, they so are very a drug weird. Dealer that hangs you know. out by their school. They are really they're weird. They're like super but, like, intense. They're like 16 and they're like, let's make a suicide pact so we die together. Yeah. You've got to kill yourself now. Use this knife. I'll like cut my throat and stuff. And you're like, gee whiz, girls. I feel like yeah, their mom. I'm like, much. gee whiz, girlies. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, come on down. I mean, they are weird. They only have each other as friends as yeah. well, which I think is a bit sad, really. Like, yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, I don't so mean weird then... in a derogatory way. I'm just like trying to highlight that they're like the outcasts oh, yeah. of this school. I'm not like they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're weirdo. I they didn't get fit. that point of this film. I think the protagonists are weird. <laughs> I think the protagonists are just like weird. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. So then this popular girl, um, Trina. What is her name? Is it Trina? I mm-hmm. was like, it's not Tori. It's Trina, and that's yeah. because uh, that's the name of the <laughs> Victorious. Yeah. Um, so. This girl, this popular girl Trina, is rude to them, but she has this adorable little Rottweiler. He's not little, he's a big boy, <laughs> he's but he's so cute. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to steal him and like put fake guts all over the floor and make her think that her dog's been murdered. And I was yeah. like, oh, very fun plan, girls. Except for it's more than one of those things where like the girls make violent plans like all the time. Yeah. And it's like very much implied that they're like, ugh, I hate that person. I'm going to like... Mm, I want to stab her and like you know you know what it reminded me of have you seen you know Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yeah series of parody videos on YouTube that she has one that's just I steal pets from the popular people yes yeah it's very much I steal pets it's very much like I hate the popular people and like oh I'm totally gonna do all these evil things Mm. to them and like obviously they're not Mm -mm. but then but they are just like like they they yeah. run into a dead dog and then they pull like they do get squicked out by it but they do fully pull his leg off like of no, this to be fair, dog. It's right in that situation. It's Ginger. Ginger is the one being like, "Oh yeah, we have to do this." And Bridget is like, "Oh no, I don't know if I want to." And she's like, "If she you still don't does want to it. do," <laughs> I know she's like, "If you don't want to have ideas," she was like, "If you're not standing by your ideas, stop having them." <laughs> and then she's like, "You pull off the leg of this dead dog, Bridget." It's so and grim. Then, it's so great but then bridget is like ew god no i can't do it and she's like oh fine you're so lame (laughs) (laughs) and then she gets dragged into the woods by a mysterious creature yeah but she gets dragged in like pointedly ginger starts her period and they because they think she's got some of this dog's blood on her and then she's like oh no I've started oh, no, there's, a couple, there's a couple of things that like signal it like before the scene like she's got a sore back yeah, and her mum's got... like you're yeah. getting your menses you're so lame she's like ew gross and they're like no, no I don't want to do that yuck 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 and yuck, they yuck, are yuck, like yuck. not that there's like a defined age but like they're on like the, the older end of when people get their period yeah. for the first time 
Yeah, um, she's she's are. nearly sixteen, which like it's still within the realm of like when you can it's still within the realm of like you know like it's anywhere between like 12 to i think 17 is generally if you're listening and you're that age i wouldn't be worried you're fine no don't be worried and it is on the higher end yeah and if you really are go see a doctor i'm sure they'll be very lovely and usually it just means that like stuff haven't kicked in and also to be honest the fact that we've been in a pandemic for two years oh my god absolutely be affecting it because you know if if you've if you've ever had covid it might have you know set things back or if you're just stressed all the time because there's a deadly pandemic that might also be messing with things i mean like absolutely as a person that has has periods and you know did all that stuff like mm. my cycle was all over the place as a yeah. teenager so genuinely not to worry Literally. about it if you are genuinely concerned speak to like a nurse or a doctor Absolutely. but in general you're going to be you're fine, fine. Um. <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine it's just you know but also i understand like the angst at that age oh though. yeah super stressful <laughs> Not to be too TMI, but I watched this uh, today and I also got my period today, not for the first time. No! But I was like, ah, yes, correct. It is an awful, correct. horrible, it monstrous like experience. It's terrible. I was I literally, yesterday, say... I was, so I was like in my bed and I was like, dee, 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 I'm having a little day. And then I like got stressed at work and then I had a horrible evening because I was like just so sad. And then yeah. today I was like, oh no, I was so sad yesterday. I got my period and was like, ah. That's why. So I do relate to it being a monstrous and uncontrollable experience. <laughs> it's very funny. Katie messaged me basically like, don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm really not mentally going back ill. Into a depression. Uh, I just get my period. It's the chemicals in my brain. <laughs> well, I mean, and as related to werewolves, Katie and I do have mm, a fun little nickname, which is the moon sickness. Um, just what I like calling it. That was one of my favourite bits of in um, Ginger Snap. She pulls out like a full yeah. moon calendar and pulls out like a Menzies yeah. calendar and like tracks them yeah. against each other, which I thought was so fun. It's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Ginger is attacked. Yeah, she starts bleeding and then she's dragged off into the woods. Yeah, she drags into the woods and then uh, they're running. Ginger's been bit. She's like, yeah, she's absolutely mauled by this creature. She is so mauled and then she gets, and then the she's evil not dead. wolfy thing gets hit by a car yeah they like run across the road just um, everywhere they, yeah it gets hit by a van and the low don't worry kids it's your friendly local drug dealer that hangs out by their school yeah <laughs> i don't like this guy very much i'm not gonna lie no, to you he's fine he's trina's boyfriend i think yeah Is but he? he's no because he's like or does he, she just she like claims him? no basically they've it's they've slept together and then uh, he's stopped calling her ah uh, yeah so i don't like him because they're supposed to be like 15 or 16 and i think he's kind of supposed to be like 19 or something Ew, gross either way you're a drug dealer stop hanging out by high school mm. go, go sell your wares to my br- i just students. assumed that people were they were in the same year at school but i'm also stupid uh, uh. <laughs> yeah i i kind of saw it as that he was older because he like lives by himself yeah. and deals drugs speaking has like of a whole little weird warehouse. age gaps can i break out my favorite trivia from this um, yes so you know oh my god is it is it the ages because i looked them up kind of it's Isn't no it it's completely unrelated but you know oh. bridget and ginger yeah uh, i don't know if you recognize them for anywhere if this is a niche childhood interest but have you I seen do recognize another them. cinderella story i do recognize they're, them katie they're both the sisters in another cinderella story the yep. one selena yep, 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 it was yep. one of my favorite films when i was about 12 you know like i mean if you listen to this in your age, you remember that like there you, there wasn't really Netflix and stuff. Like you bought DVDs and you would rewatch mm-hmm. the same films a lot. Wow, I sound super old, but like 
it wasn't like I wasn't in like VHS times when I was like a teen. No. I was onto DVDs by then. But like you would just watch the same films like a lot, and I watched just Cinderella story, another Cinderella story, so much. I, I love like, another Cinderella story. I recognized Brigitte straight away, and it took me a while, same. and I was like, "Ginger, I recognize them somewhere." And I was like, "Oh no, they're both the sisters." It's both of them. Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's wild, I brought right? that up. I love the that. age gap because um, in that film, I was on the wiki for it today because I was like, "Oh, it is them." Uh, Drew Seeley in that film. Do you want to guess how? old he was when he filmed it uh i actually i think i looked it up he's like what 25 or something he's 26 and selena gomez is 14 15 oh <laughs> right and i did not see a problem with that because that my brain rank. didn't didn't clock but it they at kiss all. yep sorry yep and That's he's not meant to be else. that old in it but like she's still an actual 14 year old kissing oh my like, god she's like a 26 year old off like i know that they're acting but like off screen that's so weird that is really weird I looked up um, the ages of everyone in this movie because uh, mm-hmm. I was interested. So, um, is it Catherine? Catherine's the one who plays Ginger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was nineteen when this was filmed. Yeah, Catherine and the girl Isabel. plays Bridget. She was twenty three. Okay, wow. Yeah, isn't it so well? Because I would honestly, looking at them, I would say that they got the ages like the right way around. Like, yeah, definitely. I don't That's think. Wild. Because I think they're actually both of them very, like, well-portrayed teenagers. Like Yeah, they did. I, th- I think they're very accurate for teenagers as well. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Anyway, so, right. Ginger's been mauled. Mm-hmm. Bridget drags her back home. She's really upset and, like, crying. Mm-hmm. And she, like, tries to patch her back up. And then she notices that her, like, she's already healing. Yeah. She's spooky-yooky. And she's trying to be like, oh, my God, you're a werewolf. And she's just like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, shut up. No, I'm not. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> And it just gets worse and she starts getting mm-hmm. aggressive. Um, and then they find out that she started like growing hair where the wounds are. Yeah. Um, and, and then her tail. period is like super heavy. They oh, don't it's gross. super know about the tail initially. But then they go yeah. to the school nurse because they're like, something is wrong. And the school nurse is like, yeah, this is just what a period is. Which like, to be fair, those <laughs> are the symptoms. I think it really yeah. highlights the like mystery of periods to teen girls. Yeah. Like you're kind of told. Like, not, sorry, not to be, like, biotouchist about, like, teen girls. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. who are, like, raised in, like, as women, like, AFABs and stuff. Yeah. Um, you're, like, raised, like, it's a little teaspoon of blood. And it's, it's fine. Lie. And you might have, like, a sore back. Um, and it's, like, hmm, no, the meat chunks are going to fall out of you. Because oh. your uterine is, your uterine roll is being ripped out of you. Um, yeah, it's my favorite teaspoon favorite was, of blood. It was like, don't worry, you lose only like it's from like two teaspoons to a small teacup, and I was like, what is a small teacup of blood? <laughs> I've never seen a small teacup. A small teacup, and it's like it just looks like more because of all this thing. And I was like, knowing that it's not all blood does not help me in this situation. Absolutely. I'm still freaking it's out. Still stuff. <laughs> it's still everywhere. What am yeah. I going to do? And like the nurse is very like, yeah, that's normal and they're like yeah, okay i guess maybe it's i normal. do appreciate the nurse because she does give them condoms she does like she you know. she is like oh you've just got your period i guess you've got to have sex immediately <laughs> yeah funny. i guess yeah <laughs> to be fair she's like nearly a 16 year old girl yeah so i feel like the nurse is kind of being realistic about it yeah and then but they you don't know. listen because she does go and have unprotected no. sex with jason who's her she um, eats a whole boy yeah she does. She has unprotected sex and then gives him werewolf. Yeah, gives him werewolf um, disease, which is past, gives him werewolf, like, which makes him pee blood everywhere. Yeah, which is so interesting, right? Because he like initially he kind of goes through like a like I don't want to say like female, but you know what I mean, like a, a female yeah, I know what puberty. You mean. Like he's yeah. like um, 
Like he's, he's breaking bleeding, out and he's breaking he's out and he's got like the mood swings and stuff. And obviously like yeah. these things can happen with like the, the like the masculine coded puberty and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But like the the like the blood and like someone's like he's like I spilled red ink over my pants, okay? And like It's like, oh my god, that, no, I'm not like and That's like know. a almost uniquely like AFAB experience, you know. <laughs> yeah, like if you've had like if you if you if you yourself get periods you may have <laughs> and you've bled on yourself, you may be entitled to financial compensation. <laughs> I wish. Oh my god. Oh I wish. It would be great. Every but, month yeah. financial compensation sensation oh my god <laughs> but yeah it's like i i also found that bit really interesting because he's like like his he specifically has like bad skin and really bad mood swings mm-hmm. and his friends are like teasing him and stuff and he's like it's also the bit where he just <laughs> i kept thinking about how they must have filmed that because they've clearly got like obviously like when people pee in films it's like a water jet that they have set up yeah and then, like, obviously, like, the red liquid comes through it, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be him, like, peeing blood. And he just starts screaming, but he doesn't stop peeing for even a moment. He just carries on going. It's like, ah! <laughs> but I was also thinking, well, I was like, what if he just ate, like, a load of beetroot, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that'd be so funny. What if he was just really into beets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bridget and Sam, who's the, the boy drug, in the, in the, the car. Drug dealer. The drug man. Uh, they start working together because they both mm-hmm. are like, yeah, your um, car hit something. And he's immediately like, I hit a lycanthrope. And it's like, I don't know that you would know that, but it wouldn't just look yeah, like a wolf, thanks. But... Well, to be fair, he does, he he figures it out because he hits a wolf and then finds a human penis attached oh, to his he? Man. Oh my God, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, so you don't see it, but he basically goes, well, that explains the human uncircumcised penis that I found. Why? Oh my god, I blacked that out and did not hear it. <laughs> my brain went adult like that line. Oh. My brain hyper-focused on it was like, ah, oh, that's how he knows it's a werewolf. Ah, okay. Which cool. also, interesting more for this thing, because up until this point I was like, oh, they're implying that only like women can be werewolves, but clearly yeah. it, was a, it was a well, actually, you know what, could have been yeah. anyway, it's an AMAB werewolf when it, yeah. previously it's implying that only AFABs can be werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. And kind of, it does mix the metaphor a little bit, shall we it say? It does because, like the, but like I kind of like it because I like when things aren't super heavy-handed. Yeah, when they're not like the yeah, metaphor. yeah, when they're not like bashing you over the head with it. Yeah, you know? but like um, the whole the whole thing is like, I mean, I'll get into it when I go into like yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the stuff that I looked up. But like the whole thing is this like, and I'll use the phrase like monstrous feminine because that's what it's called. But you guys know mm. what I mean. But like it's it. the it's like the monstrous like body and the womb and all the yeah. all of that stuff like, and like your body the is ho- changing the horror it's all... of puberty um and all of that stuff so it's really interesting yeah. and like they do like they like throw in some men but like the experience is about ginger you know what I mean like we don't yeah, we yeah. don't care it's... about this guy at all He's yeah yeah we're like go away weird man um yeah. they are trying to like figure out a cure for wolfism they try a mm-hmm. silver b- belly ring which again a very graphic scene of the them piercing yeah. her belly button but so 2000s right to be like so hmm, we need to help was... this girl uh, and we have the only thing we have is this silver like piece of jewelry that like he what's his name the guy sam had it for some reason i really he liked hope to she pretty sterilized it before she used it on her i'm just doubtful but doubtful. i like that it's a belly ring it's not just like oh i'll just put another hole in your ear it's like oh but yeah give me a belly ring if you're gonna do yeah, anything belly ring. yeah clearly <laughs> I was like, oh, okay i mean firstly the jewelry is not suitable for a belly button piercing in the first place not really no 
Oh, also, second of all, she just, just rip it out at one point. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> so then, they, and then they find out about Monkswood, which is like a cousin to Wolfbane, but can actually mm-hmm. be ingested by humans. It does actually exist. Um, yeah, it's quite pretty. It looks like purple fox gloves. Mm. Um, and he's like, "Oh, we could like you. You'd have to inject it." And she she gets it. She's gonna go help Ginger, but then she gets accosted by the weird little werewolf man. So mm-hmm. she stabs it in his neck, and he's cured. How exciting! Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ginger's just losing it a bit. Having she, a horrible time. She's grown she's, a tail, which is like the tail sounds very yeah. cool. Like uh, I'll talk yeah. about it more. I read this really like interesting review of this as like a trans allegory, and it's mm. really interesting. But they use that yeah. scene, and that's what I got from that scene as well. It's like semi-phallic looking it's like tucked into her pants and stuff it's like really yeah. interesting yeah but, yeah I, and she's and just going off like, the rails at this point <laughs> she's just going off the rails she's got fangs she keeps eating people yeah. it's a whole thing she accidentally kills a girl yeah they kill trina um they accidentally kill trina well well right trina slips and smacks her head they, they but don't she really was gonna kill, kill trina you know but yeah she was gonna kill trina um they bury her in the back garden um, yeah. things are really heating up uh, and then um, they try and make the antidote don't yeah. they they try and make um, the antidote um, yeah. but uh, Bridgie is attacked by the guy that uh, Ginger turned and so she uses the antidote on him yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because and, she's gonna and die then... and it and she tests it because she's like they are worried that it won't work because they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. kids they don't know the science they're like oh, I don't know how much you would inject uh, yeah. but yeah but they so it works out. which is good it works. Um, then there's like a party that they're all going to go to. Mm-hmm. Bridget tries to lock Ginger in the house and it doesn't work. It just makes her like even more wolfy. And then yeah. she goes to school, flashes all the boys. The guidance mm-hmm. counselor tries to talk to her. So she eats him. Yeah. Graphically um, murders the guidance counselor. Graphically murders the guy. And Bridget's then, like, oh um, God, what have you done? Yeah. She murders the, the janitor as well. Nasty. Murders the janitor. He is really nice. She claims that he's a pedo, but he's not. He's just he's a not. nice guy. I think it's I think it's implied, you know, like not to be like people say that about people and it's not true because a lot of the time it is. But like yeah. sometimes in schools there's like rumors about that when like yeah. it's not to do with that. But there is a lot of people in school, so I don't want to be like there's rumors and they're not true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you're listening and there's rumors, maybe report them just so that they yeah. get investigated. Just so, you know, just yeah. so just in case. Um yeah. then she's like, but, like oh, we, we had just... that about people in our school and stuff. So yeah. I, I think it was like meant to be that kind of thing. Yeah. Then she's like, I'm gonna go to this Halloween party and have sex with Sam. Um yeah. and uh, she's looking particularly wolfy at this point looking very uh, wolfy I was like whoa cool costume yeah she's Bridget's still humanoid mom, but <laughs> Bridget Ginger's mum has found the dead body and is basically like hello Bridget get in the car we're gonna go get your sister and tomorrow I'm gonna set the house on fire and we're gonna move yeah. away no With mention of the father no there is yeah, a no mention, mention of the father he, well, she yeah. says what about dad and she goes ah he wouldn't get it he'd blame me um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like when she's like, house. "And we'll run away, the three of us." And then she's like, yeah. "Well, everyone's gonna bribe me anyway, so let's just go on the run." And I was like, "Oh yeah, my he's, god, she's gonna kill the dad." Is implied. Yeah, she's gonna kill the dad. To be fair, d- dad doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. To be fair, doesn't get it. Anyway, mm-hmm. so <laughs> they like she's like get in the car. Um, then she, uh, she gets to the party. Bridget's like, "Stay in the car, mum. Mm-hmm. Don't leave." Um, and then she goes to try and find Sam. She finds Ginger. He's like pushed her off him, and she's like about to turn into a werewolf. Yeah. So Bridget is like, "Okay, fine. Let's mix bloods, and I'll be a werewolf too." Yeah. And then, you know, 
will be together. And it's just a trick to lure her back into the house so she can cure her, which is mm-hmm. cool. They get her back to the house um, in Sam's van. But oh no, she's broken out. And she's like a full-blown werewolf. The werewolf in this movie, terrible. It looks awful. Oh, I awful. loved it. I loved it. I thought it was so like ugly and horrible looking. And I it, was, that. it looked so fake. Also, It did look fake, but I didn't mind that with like the tone of it. Why? Know? Did they give her full human breasts? I did not see those, and I did wish you not? wouldn't have pointed it's, it out. When she was, when she's, because sorry, long story short, there's a lot of fighting. She eats Sam. Mm-hmm. She's trying to eat Bridget. Bridget accidentally stabs her and never gives mm-hmm. her the cure. Yeah, and then it ends with Bridget lying on her side, like dying, and also not Bridget, Ginger lying on her side dying like in wolf form and then Bridget comes yeah. and leans on top of her. But is that the end of the story? I don't think so because this is a damn trilogy. <laughs> so, and we have to watch those at some point. We but will, when absolutely. she is lying on her side dying, you can see that she has like full, quite large, like human oh breasts. Oh my God, I did not see that. And I don't <laughs> want to Google does. it because I don't know what you'd say. <laughs> you know? I know, but she does because I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice, which I will say is a choice that they always friggin' make. If you type in female werewolf just to like into Google images, they all have wolf titties, but like people. <laughs> because so obviously weird. like dog teats aren't like particularly attractive, I guess. Yeah, but like this werewolf isn't like a sexy werewolf. No, she's not a sexy werewolf. She just has like full boobs. That is really weird. It is really weird. Very strange. Anyway, (laughs) here ended the story of Ginger Snaps. (laughs) Well, to be fair, we only took half an hour to get through the summary, which is less than we did for Krampus, so I'm quite It is. Well done. I just looked it up. She does have the human breasts. She does have human breasts. I told you. They're like low down and weird. they're like by her stomach. Yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. It's because she has such like a large like neck and shoulders that I think yeah, they had to be kind of lower down. But yeah, they are so very human looking. Oh, interesting. I think like you could you could be arsy about it and make a point and be like, well, it's about like female sexuality. Yeah, you could make a point and like, oh, you know, still I don't like them. Also, like at that age, like like okay, during. Hey, fab puberty. Your boobs mm-hmm. change. If you didn't know that, now you do. Yeah. You, you. Yeah. She wouldn't right. have like fully formed boobs. <laughs> no, I guess it's like a super like quickening of like the like she very quickly goes through this like presentation of puberty. Like she gets all of the yeah. stuff immediately, and she's like yeah, she on, like, like starts being like yeah, she's you know starts making out with boys and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. There's like there's a picture on Google Images of like a very sexy female werewolf, which I will send to you after this. It's very Absolutely. funny. Can we tweet it or is it an SFW? Yeah, well, no, no, no. It's 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 as it is not not safe for work, but they are really trying to do things with this bikini on this wolf. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I just <laughs> right between you and me, people mm. erotica people. When you're mm. doing like werewolf art. If you if you find werewolves, why do you only find skinny werewolves sexy that are shaped like human beings? Commit to the bit. Commit to the monster bangery. Commit to the monster bangery. You know, yeah. If you're like, that's the tagline. Commit to the monster bangery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commit to the monster bangery. Commit to the monster bangery. Um, like you know, what I mean, like if people are like, oh, I find like monsters really hot, but as long as they're in like a recognizably like quote unquote human sexy form. humany form, yeah. no, commit you're to the bit. Yeah, 
Go Don't be a coward. Time, That's something I do like about this film. Like, apart from like the the rogue human breast at the end, like yeah, yeah. her transformation, like she does get like very sexier. much monstrous. Like she does get more like se- not sexier, but like sexualized. You know, like she yeah, goes she to does. school and she's like having that sex, and all the boys are like into her, and like yeah. she is dressing and like, she gets like clothes. cool little and eyeliner. She- she gets e-girl hair way ahead of her she time. She does. And I love it. I, I love her hair in this movie. Hair. I think it's so, it's so cool. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> she gets like the money pieces at the front. It's amazing. I'm sure you're going to talk about this later in your little... Your mm-hmm. academic exploration, shall we say. <laughs> um, but I think it's really cool. Because like, obviously, like, I mean, I read this as like... As I watched it as like an allegory for like the monstrous of like becoming a woman. Absolutely. And like, you know, and um, I like, I really did like the fact that she's like you know she's using like her sexuality she's not like a, you know she's a 16 year old girl so but it's yeah. in that same way that like 16 year old girls will experiment yeah it's like jennifer's body yeah. yeah and like looking sexy and being perceived as like you know you know someone you can have sex with kind of thing but even then ginger gets really upset about it yeah i'm gaining like the the power from that as well because yeah. she's like it's not fair because he's not like she has sex with mm-hmm. this guy obviously and gives him werewolfness and she's like really upset about it afterwards because she's kind of like it's not fair mm-hmm. because like he's just gonna go around and tell everything about me and mm-hmm. he's just gonna call me a slut and like it's not fair which i find interesting because at the same time she slut yeah, shames girls does. in her class and like is rude about them but i think obviously it's like kind of the more thing of like being a teenage girl and yeah. really hating being judged but then like turning that yeah around and it's judging like a other defense thing isn't it like because it's like a cycle the cycle of everyone yeah exactly like i'm sure if you're in high school yeah now, it is it like is there are people that like you just hate you just hate them and they hate you i like you could give a bunch of vapid reasons for it i certainly did especially when i was like 14 to 16 there was girls that oh, yeah, were mean sure. to me and i did not like them which is fair enough but also like was that the only reason i didn't like them no you know i didn't like them because we did no. not like the same things except we kind of did like the same things you know like it was just you decided that these are the people that are in my crowd and these are the people that are in that crowd and it doesn't matter like which way you assign that crowd you know what i mean like either you're like in the archetype of whether like yeah. you're the popular ones and you don't like the nerdy ones or like you're on the nerdy ones and you don't like the popular yeah. ones it's like it's the same exact feeling everyone yeah. is feeling the same thing it's like a weird like insular thing yeah everyone is feeling everyone's trying to make their little group and feel safe and secure the feelings are real, yeah. but everyone's everyone feels going the same. through it. You feel weird and uncomfortable, and you feel like you might be yeah. stinky all the time, and like mm-hmm. you know you're breaking out, and like the things that you care about, you really, really care about, and it really hurts when people tell you that the things that you care about are yeah. weird or not worthy or anything like that. I get it. I've been there. I was the weird person in my in school. I got yeah. teased a lot. It I feel sucks. like everyone is like, where did everybody get this manual on how to be a person? Because I am faking it. I am not fitting in, but I'm yep, faking yep, yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Everything I do is so practiced, and I'm being so careful about what I'm saying and doing. And it's like, oh, everyone is doing that, but you don't you don't really figure that out until later. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't. I was just saying mm-hmm. stuff um you just be out here talking <laughs> so you might be able to guess i am a neurodivergent so i basically was like just like saying things and wanting people to be my friends and then not understanding mm-hmm. why everyone thought i was weird because like yeah. i would just chat with anyone but also like I, girls used to do that thing where they would come up to me and like ask me like questions and they'd be like hee hee 
And like I wouldn't get like why what I was saying was funny, but you, like, you, you probably know, weren't like... saying anything funny. It's just funny to them to talk to people that were not in their crowd. No, probably not. It was just, you know, it's a way to be mean to people. But... Yeah, it is. I would have the same thing. I remember a girl came up to us and was like, Does anyone have a pad? And we were like, Yes, because I went to a girls' school. So oh, no yeah. one was really like antsy about periods you know everyone would be like yes here's a pad girl that we don't like we're not weird you we used can to have do a little like deals one. in the in the so i went to a mixed school and we used yeah. to do like little deals like you'd be walking on the corridor you'd like bump into someone hand them a pad on the way little tampon yeah. up the sleeve but, like trick. this girl came up to us and was like asked for a pad and then like took it off us and like ran away like laughing and we were like what weird what? thing to just do, do- what bullying are you doing because i just want to understand <laughs> you know how strange <laughs> Wow. What a weird little lady. Uh, but I'm sure she was going through stuff too. Yeah. Anyway, thing, speaking so... of like the sexuality yeah. and stuff, I thought this thing that, um, what's her name? Trina said was mm. disgusting but hilarious. The phrase cherry hound. Oh my God. Um, <gasps> I've never heard that before. I've never He's heard He's a cherry that hound. Before. He's into virgins. Uh, Not a thing I heard. Sounds something that would be straight out of like Jennifer's body. Yeah. You know, like that kind it's of thing. It's kind slang. of a good phrase, I'm right? Google it. It's weird, but it's a good phrase. Oh, it is on Urban Dictionary, oh, but makes sense. Not something, but like it's not. It's on Urban Dictionary, and that's like it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's no other thing about it. The only thing that comes up is pictures of basset hounds with cherry eyes, which means their under eyes are red because they have those droopy little faces. Aww. Yeah, and there's only there's one entry on Cherry Hound in 2004, and it's liked by ten people, and mm. that's it. So really, inventing a fun slang there. Yeah. How fun. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. Yeah, Ho- horrible concept, but like hilarious phrase. Yeah, I tried to like look it up for like what's the name for someone who like a man who preferentially sleeps with virgins, and it's just coming up with like what's the male version of being a virgin? I'm like, it's being a virgin, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like all those weird men on, um... you know, they're like. What are they oh called? God, like the inspirational people. podcasts and stuff where they're like, you are a high value man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been seeing those a lot because Peach Kelsey yeah. keeps making fun of them. It's very funny to me. Yes, they're so funny. I tried that. I think it's so common that it's not a kink, which is depressing. It's like not seen as a weird thing. It's just like, a, yeah, we want to do that. We're in X religion, you know? There's like, there's so much of that in religion that it's not seen as weird. Yeah, this, is, this is just like a lot of stuff. Yeah, okay. It's everything about just women having sex with male virgins. Yeah, because that's rare. Whereas, it's, yeah, it's pretty normal. Yeah. Not normal, but like normalized in culture that that's what you would want and you want your your virgin wife, you know? Yeah. You think Ew, we gross. I was 27. He was 19. Well, it's really like sleep with a virgin. Gross. Oh, nasty. 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 Anyway. Oh, and there's, and there is a Bible quote. Yeah. That there is. <laughs> uh, if a man seduces a virgin who is not pledged to be married and then he sleeps with her, he must pay the bride price and she will be his wife. <laughs> pay up. Pay buster. the bride price. I'm gonna say oh, that there's to also anyone. a thing called um, shunamitism, also referred to as gerokomi, hmm. which is the practice of an old man sleeping with, but not necessarily having sex with, a young virgin to preserve his youth. It is considered an esoteric youth-enhancing method. The rationale was that the... I'm sorry for the sentence I'm about to say. Hmm. The rationale was that the heat and moisture of the young woman would transfer to the old man and revitalise him. Oh. Wow. That was based on a biblical story of King David and Abishag. 
I think there's a lot of I don't want to like say too much about it because I'm not super educated about it. I think there's a lot of stories about stuff like that with Gandhi and it like is misconstrued as other stuff. But that's yes. to look into. So that's interesting. Potentially, yeah. Basically, apparently, it's just basically King David was really old and couldn't keep warm. Yeah. So, so a young virgin girl came and slept in a bed with him. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> And among scientific physicians, Thomas Sydenham, 17th century, prescribed shamanism for his patients. The Dutch Herman Burhave, mm. 18th century, also recommended this method to an old burgomaster, citing that it can re- restore strength and spirits. Just get a hot water bottle! <laughs> Please, just a hot water bottle. Oh my your god! Weird. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Anyway, don't use virgins as hot water bottles. Is our yeah. One of the things I really liked is the it's my favorite quote. So like, if we do favorite quotes at the end, I will just say this one again. But um, Ginger has a quote, um, and there's like a swear word in it. So I'll just like omit the swear word so that we don't get flagged. Mm-hmm. But like, you can guess what it is. And she says, "I get this ache, and I thought it was for sex, but it's to tear everything to pieces." And I was like, "Yes, yeah. that's it. You get it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> Real good." <laughs> that's like my that's like my favorite quote too. Damn, can't believe you stole it. Oh my god! Well, you stole my intro that I didn't tell you about. So <laughs> <laughs> we are even. Good. Okay. <laughs> Would you like some lore? Oh, please give me the lore layout, Liv. I'm, I'm okay. Excited. I've got so much lore today. Hell okay. yeah! So brief. Brief things. Werewolves come from European folklore mm-hmm. and are traditionally men that turn into wolves at night and devour animals, people, or corpses. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they return to a human form at day. Some people, some werewolves can change shape at will. Others, in whom the contrition is hereditary or acquired, having been bitten by a werewolf, change shape involuntarily, usually under the influence of a full moon. Other causes of lycanthropy include putting on a belt made of wolf skin, Ooh. ointments, or magic salves. Drinking water out the footprint of a werewolf. Out the sleeping footprint. outside. You see it just you just see a like footprint and you're like mmm. The footprint. Yeah, you see a footprint on the ground and you're like Ooh boy, I sure am thirsty. Um sleeping outside with the light of the full moon on your face, but only during the summer on a Wednesday or Friday. Ah. That would make so many people werewolves, especially in the olden days. It makes so many people werewolves. Um or being kicked out of the church. Oh, <laughs> That seems to be a common one. It's like, mm, if you do that, you're a werewolf yeah, yeah. or a witch or a vampire. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, maybe the church had the control church. over these legends a little what? bit. What? No. Whoa, maybe legends come from somewhere. Whoa. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> in some folklore, if a werewolf is wounded in its wolf form, the wound will show on their human form and it may lead to people discovering they're a werewolf, mm. which we do see in Ginger We do. In mythology and literature, a werewoman or a were-dash woman mm. um, it's two ways of spelling it is a woman who has taken the form of an animal through the process of lycanthropy. Um, so the use of the old world were refers to were spelt W-E-R-E mm-hmm. refers to the ability to shapeshift but take, taken literally is a contradiction in terms since in old English the word, the word were spelt W-E-R means man. Oh. So it would literally translate as man-woman. <laughs> oh my god. Is that why some people like go with she-wolf for like the Yeah, that's why some people wolf. go with she-wolf okay. instead of werewolf. Okay, fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, which I think is interesting. Um, so, uh, the, like, werewomen are reported kind of all over the place, but also in more recent African folklore, but mm-hmm. in some places where they don't have wolves, they might turn into lions or hyenas. Oh, that makes sense. Um. They're like shapeshifters. Or like, leopards. Shapeshifters too, like, yeah, so the scariest d- thing that's about. 
Yeah, the scariest things you can get about. Um, so werewomen are distinctive as most legends of lycanthropy involve men, but it's not restricted solely to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And the theme of the female werewolf has been used in fiction since Victorian times to explore the issues of women's rights and sexuality Ooh. because like, the werewolf is like linked to like inner rage and passion and like just like you know the subconscious becoming the conscience and stuff like Mm -hmm. that which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. um i also prefer the idea of women being werewolves i know it's silly but like no i think it makes sense like there's so much stuff that like if we did like let's line up all of the like puberty things with the werewolf things it's yeah it makes sense it's very cool yeah it makes sense i think yeah i think it makes it makes sense for women this film does it so well as well like the, it does. All the stuff with um, the moon and like the yeah, it's just so cool. More, yeah. more female. Additionally, <laughs> additionally, uh, the term werewoman has been associated with transgender culture. Now, oh, Katie, I'd like you to take a little guess on why you think werewolves would be used uh, in transgender writing. Hmm, is it to do with the transformations, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. What what specifically do the transformations? Why do you think like the the link is there? Do you think it's like a metaphor for something or? I would just think it was a metaphor for like an uncomfortable body change and like mm. against your will is these things happening to your bod. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. It's used for erotica. Oh no! <laughs> well, I have a trans reading of mine that's very academic. So, <laughs> trans been associated with transgender culture, but specifically the fant- fantasy of a forced, although temporary, mm. transformation of a man into a woman. So they are okay. literally a werewoman. Okay, um, titles of popular werewoman erotica include. Tales of the Werewoman by Tiffany Bell. Mm-hmm. And the cover contains the teaser, Every Full Moon, He Becomes a Sex Starved Nympho. This is one step away from Alpha Omega stuff, I just have to say. So it's basically about like these big, burly men okay. turning into these skinny, very voluptuous. Like, actu- like when I say the term wow. bimbo, I don't mean in the TikTok phrase. I mean like- In the original, specific, like, This is actual yeah. bimbification. And also it's, it's also linked to like- like sissification like yeah. the kink so it's very much like i'm a big manly strong i will forcibly feminize oh, you oh no for the moon i've been forcibly feminized <laughs> and now i have to have sex with all these oh, men wow. oh the horror right so <laughs> that's kooky but how fun it's that's so like really interesting. um i yeah it's honestly if you ever google tiffany bell <laughs> her books mm. are very funny to me personally I don't know her. That's so uh, she, she essentially like, like Chuck Tingle. Uh, like, so Tiffany rides. Bell writes essentially, I think, exclusively like bimbification and sissification erotica, specifically oh, about fun. men Good turning into like, you know, uh, very sexually active women, shall we say? Mm. Oh. Good fun. for her. Right. So getting back to ginger snaps. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna quote directly from Howling and Bleeding at the Moon, Menstruation Monstrosity, and the oh, double in, and the double in the Ginger Snaps Werewolf Trilogy by Erin M. Flaherty. Um, Excellent. Forced to confront an abject body tied to a monthly lunar cycle, the male werewolf is feminized. Not only does the sufferer's body not respect the boundary between human and animal, but the tentative boundary between male and female is also violated, and it is this transgression that accounts for the true agony of the classic well, male werewolf. The Ginger Snaps Werewolf Cycle mm-hmm. challenges this narrative by situating lycanthropy within the lives of female teenagers Ginger and Bridget. Sorry, I've been calling it... Is it Bridget or Brigitte? I don't Brigitte. know. I've been calling, I've her, been Bridget. calling her Bridget. Sorry, Bridget. 
They might be Brigitte, Brigitte. Fitzgerald. Following the subgenre's typical trajectory, Ginger is bitten by a werewolf and thus becoming a werewolf herself, and her younger sister Bridget attempts to save her. However, by transmuting the werewolf narrative from the male to the female, the implications of the doppelganger narrative must change. By virtue of her abject female body, mm-hmm. Ginger is already marginalised and constructed as other in the suburban world in which she lives. There is no monstrous double for Ginger, for as a menstruating female, she has always been this monster. As a result, Ginger eventually embraces her lycanthropy, and in doing so, also embraces her identity as a woman. Which I thought was really mm-hmm. interesting and really cool. Mm. I like this thing. Yeah. Um, finally, we talk about werewolf queers in this. We're, we're, we're just cycling through, okay? <laughs> Do we talk? Yeah, absolutely. We talk about werewolf queers. I'm going to tell you some werewolf cures now and where they're from. So we got number mm-hmm. one, physical exertion. That's Greco-Roman. So mm-hmm. basically, if they thought people were werewolves they'd make them do like so much physical activity and then they'd be like i feel weak and faint they're like aha a cure for werewolfism um (laughs) medicinally via wolfsbane surgically or via exorcism slash converting people to christianity so that's medieval i looked for ages to find what earth they meant by surgically stopping someone from becoming a werewolf i could not find anything yeah they just say surgically no that's terrifying also also fun fact most people died following those so Oh, yeah. yeah. Seems like um, it. Mm-hmm. A Sicilian belief of Arabic origin says that a werewolf can be cured of its ailment by striking it three times on the forehead or scalp with a knife. So just going bap, bap, bap. Okay, um, sure. Another belief bap, bap, from bap. the Sicilian Arabic culture is that um, if you mm-hmm. pierce a werewolf's hands with nails in the same way that Jesus' hands were, they will turn back into a human. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. very biblical. Uh, if you address the werewolf three times by their Christian name, which actually I was counting in this film... Bridget never does that with Ginger. She only says her name twice, oh, which is okay. I find interesting. Because that's a big thing in um, Van Helsing, it is. isn't it? We talk about werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah you call them by their true name. They, just, they say their name yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. So that's German. <laughs> There's a Danish um, belief that says that if you just scold a werewolf real hard, they'll turn back into their human form. So do do we think that Paddington's hard stare would? Get I think it would. Though? Yes, I think if Paddington's stare down Paddington a werewolf. Can we do? Can we do an episode on Paddington and how he? Yes, 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 yes. I would love to. Um, Good. Yeah, so I really like that one. So I think if we combine the German and the Danish ones, that's just basically like a mum yelling mm. outside, like, mm. "What are you doing? Get back in here! Stop eating the local livestock! You're embarrassing me." <laughs> um, uh, and also. Rolling in dew. Just rolling oh. in the dew, which is nice. Although, having to roll in dew, you'd have to kind of wait until the wolf had gone down. So I guess, like, mm. you'd have to do it while you were, like, naked the next morning and just roll about a bit. Mm. I think it's really interesting that, like, a lot... And this is going to go werewolf media in general. So much werewolf media does not even, like, look into the fact that there could be cures for werewolf... For lycanthropy. I keep calling it werewolfism. It's lycanthropy. Um, I guess it's because yeah. a lot of people use lycanthropy as like metaphors for things, some more successfully than others, looking mm-hmm. at you, J.K. Rowling. Um, but no one ever like mm. looks at the fact that like there could be cures for it, which I think is a really underutilized part of wealth, like law. Yeah, because a lot of it is just like, oh, I'm afflicted with this curse with the silver bullet. And also like, yeah. I'm evil now and I eat people, you know? I I much mm-hmm. I, I'd much prefer like a more sympathetic werewolf story where someone like very gently says someone's name. Oh, there's also one that I can't actually remember. I couldn't find it in yeah. my travels, but there's one that I have heard, which is that if you um, can get them to put on a pair of their like some of their clothes from when they were human, um, mm. it can you know retract the curse. Oh yeah, I yeah, get that. yeah. She's she's wearing her own clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's one of those things where like 
you know, I think a lot of, like, obviously that is curing in ginger stuff, so obviously ginger doesn't take the cure. And I think yeah. that also, like, it metaphorically says a lot of things. But, you know, I think, I think it'd be way more interesting if, like, werewolves weren't just, like, the abject other horror in horror films. I think it'd be mm-hmm. nice if, like, there was, like, more mm-hmm. sympathy towards werewolves. And I don't mean, like, the whole thing where they're, like, chained up in a basement. I mean, like, specifically, yeah. like, if, you know, it was more like, I am a werewolf and like I understand that means you don't want to be friends with me anymore or whatever and then like you know people are like we still love you or whatever you know but hey yeah definitely it's so wild it's like just very intense but that would be so fun if you got to see someone like fully like change back you know but then like it's like then what metaphor are you doing you know what I mean you're like if you do a puberty metaphor and then you go and then she unpubertized. Yeah. I guess, I mean, to be fair, like, it doesn't always have to be, like, a pubertized. I think that's also, obviously, like, if we're saying now, like, the reason why she yeah. didn't cure, just, like, you know, like, it's puberty. You know, it's a puberty metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I understand why they don't, like, have it end in, like, within mm-hmm. ginger snaps. But, yeah, I think, like, if you're using, like, lycanthropy as a metaphor for something else, then... Mm. I think mm-hmm. having like a cure or like being working together towards a cure kind of thing, I think it works well. Yeah, for sure. It's so interesting. Mm. Mm. Very good. I love a werewolf. Love a werewolf. They're such an interesting monster. Yeah. I just really like the way that they're used in Ginger Yes, yeah. because it's not something I've seen before, but it's something that seems to make so much yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Like you line all the things up. And sometimes it's a bit heavy handed in Ginger Snaps, yeah. which I like. I think. Films should be heavy-handed if they yeah. want to do a, a big metaphor. Sometimes it's nice. Not everything has to be subtle mm-hmm. all the time, you know? Like, I think it's cool and nice that I like it. And I think it's really interesting. Um, and I, I love mm. these girls. Me too. They're very fun. Um, <laughs> speaking of, like, the monsters and stuff, I had a look into... I looked into fandom phenomena, mm-hmm. but there's not really, like... There's a cult following yeah. for these films. Like, they ended up doing, like, really well... Um, like approval rise like i don't think it had a massive opening um mm. like when it was opened hang on let me double check that maybe i'm lying one sec yeah so like it did like relatively mm. well it's like more of like a cult um thingy but it was released in the music fan mu- music munich fantasy film Ooh. fest in 2000 um uh, went on to be in the toronto international film festival because it was it was filmed in Canada it's a Canadian film mm. and it received like pretty good media attention because it's mostly because of positive word of mouth it didn't have a big ad campaign or anything mm. um and the attention kind of petered off um but then when it came out on uh, to cinemas it did quite mm. well in Canada it made it was the fifth highest grossing oh, Canadian damn. film in December which is good but also there's not a lot of that there's not mm. a lot of films going out of Canada in December you know <laughs> what I mean um but yeah because uh, of a the cult following that it came like a bit later it did well in the cinemas but it mostly did well in dvds and videos which mm-hmm. is why it got the two sequels which we've not seen we but i would really, I really like, like to. I, yeah i think yeah we probably won't do a whole episode on them because the law isn't <laughs> the same but like maybe we'll live to yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be fun <laughs> but yeah it's done really well and it's um there's loads of like feminist critique about it um going onwards but before i get into that i would like to read you this really interesting trans yeah. reading of it um, by Sally Jane Black on um, Letterboxd. She's quite big on Letterboxd. I don't think she does much outside mm. of it. Um, she's just like a, a semi-popular Letterboxd. If you're on Letterboxd, give her a follow. She does a lot of like Marxist reads mm. and stuff. Um, but anyway, I'll just read you her post because it's really good. 
Um, if it gets too long, we can just cut some of it out. <laughs> anyway, um, she writes, My first puberty was distinctly unkind to me. At the time, I did not know what it meant. At the time, I only knew that before was infinitely better than what I was becoming. In retrospect, it manifested more as a disconnection than a depression back then. I wasn't able to taste what was missing and that the yearning until the yearning became unbearable. But back then, I knew that the changes taking my body were just wrong. It was startling, horrifying and sudden. I practiced avoidance, like never shaving, never masturbating, never caring about what I looked like, never doing anything. It was effective to a small degree, allowing me to navigate successfully through high school. My only goal there was to get out to college where I felt safer. It took a while and even then being able to find moments, small moments, little bits of comfort. It was a long journey. I weep at anyone who tells me they have to hide it. I hate the necessity and I love for all my siblings more than you know. And then they reference um, in a uh, review that they wrote about the Danish girl. If you've seen the Danish girl, I think that you should read some reviews of it. I don't think you should necessarily watch it. But anyway, she references the review um, Mm. that she wrote about the Danish girl where she said, um, we don't need transition stories because almost all stories are transition stories. Ginger Snaps is one of those dysphoria stories that isn't a dysphoria story, that even uh, cis people find puberty uncomfortable at times, but the degree to which this film depicts that discomfort so resonated with my own experience that I cannot read it as anything other than trans. It's an incomplete depiction, but together they are a trans person struggling with a horrifying inevitability. The body hair horror, the obfuscating, can't say that word, clothing and the conflict over sexuality these things match my and i stress that not all of us are exactly the same experiences with dysphoria to a point where watching this was actively painful at points leaving me cringing and begging for it to stop the tale metaphor in particular seems very direct but the moment where ginger tries to cut it off certainly drove home the sentiment the fact that the cure comes in a needle seemed appropriate as well so too did the mother's men empathy resonate the gaps between the parent and children is another presumed nigh of universal quality and oddly enough felt very close to my parents relatively um, and then that's basically the gist of it but she goes on about um, the labeling of it and basically how it works as like a trans metaphor I just thought it was a really interesting mm. media and then she ends it by saying I wish it was gayer though which me too <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. And sorry the very last line of it I liked was it's hard to imagine though how it might have <laughs> yeah, been more trans enough. even if it were explicitly so which I liked very good just a good review I thought that was a really interesting take on it yeah I think that's good while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, you could definitely read this, like, as trans. I think also, though, like, it, it like, as, like, you know, I don't know, I don't want to feel like, oh, someone who went through people maturity. But, you know, I think it's also, um, I think it is also important as a story of just, like, being, like, a teenage Absolutely. girl. Absolutely, I like, think there's layers unquote, to it. Becoming a woman. Absolutely. You know, and, like, for me, like, obviously, I actually definitely can see with the tail metaphor as, like, more of, like, a trans thing mm-hmm. but also in that way i also kind of saw it as like more of like a boob metaphor you know mm. it's kind of like i have this thing and it's uncomfortable and i want to hide it and i want my baggy clothes yeah, and i want to cut it off and, and i like, don't want anyone if i if i want it. to be comfortable then i have to like you know wear something constricting yeah. and i have to sleep in a certain way yeah. so i'm not hurting myself mm-hmm. and like you know i think but i think the way that i think the great thing about ginger i think the great thing about like you know body horror body transformation mm-hmm. type stories is that they can be read in so many different ways Absolutely. and like you know as an afab person who went through like you know <laughs> tr- traditional beauty mm-hmm. like there's a time here's a time in your life where like it just like it's not it's not very fun mm-hmm. and i do like yeah i think i think that's the reason why it does lend itself to so many things and i think 
yeah, I think it's just it is a time when everyone feels a bit uncomfortable in their bodies, but for some people, yeah, uh, more so than others. Yeah, and I think that's what she was saying in that review. She was like, like it is objectively like awful, and but pushing it to the extent that Ginger Snap pushes it makes it like a relatable trans mm. narrative to her. But obviously, it's related yeah, to definitely. anyone going through like discomfort with their body, especially the change yeah. stuff. So the more straightforward yeah. reading that I think the film was going for i think it wasn't explicitly going for a trans reading but you know films belong yeah to you. but yeah, films you can belong definitely, to you, you can definitely them, you know what i mean like not every intention yeah. has to be exactly what the director put in it <laughs> yeah exactly um, but i think the more straightforward thing i was looking a lot into the uh the concept of the monstrous feminine which is this book by mm. barbara creed i read a lot of it when we were doing film studies and stuff it's so interesting i highly recommend it but i love the monstrous yeah feminine. it's so good right it's amazing but um I had to do the thing again where you have to look up a feminist and be like, I hope that you're oh, not God. a turf. Barbara Creed said nothing particularly yeah, bad. Yeah, so I didn't I check for my ginger snap sighting. So if it turns out that she has horrible opinions yeah. on people, I'm very if you sorry. Do, if you do type in like Barbara Creed and trans stuff, it's just a lot of people citing her. And then the I read the witchification <laughs> of JK Rowling. So we'll leave that there. Uh, Barbara <laughs> Creed hasn't said it. It's just people like using her words against her. To be like, oh, Great. I feel like J.K. Rowling is being ostracized. It's like, okay, shut up. Anyway, okay, <laughs> so cool. we, I was reading a lot about <laughs> The Monster Feminine, which like immediately is what comes to mind, obviously, when you watch mm. Ginger Snaps. It's like very on the nose about it. This feminism, this femininity is particularly monstrous, you know, uh, especially with the... Yes, like, definitely. I feel like this isn't a Barbara Creed thing, but... The female body is like a site of innate pain. Yes. It's something that I took from it, and it's like, yeah. yes, your body is gonna do all these things, and the the wrapping up in the the fem- female, which is like derivative. That's not really what I mean. Yeah, in like that package is to <laughs> is to bear that and like not be mad about it, and like the way that Ginger says, no, I, I thought I wanted to have sex, but I just want to rip everything apart. It's to like contain yeah. this rage and like this innate pain that like the quote-unquote yeah. female body is in you know i think it's also that like i mean obviously like that definitely relates to like simone de beauvoir as the second sex absolutely kind of thing in the act that like you know you know like the performativity of gender but i think also the thing that really stuck out to me is that like in ginger snaps ginger never wants to get her period no um because like for her that represents like quote-unquote becoming a mm-hmm. woman and she doesn't want to be a woman because she sees the girls in her class that have like gotten their parents yeah. and things like that. And she's like, ugh, they're all brain dead zombies and I don't want to be like that whatsoever. They say at one point, ugh, don't become average on me, which cracks me don't up. Don't become average on me. And then like she says as an insult to Bridget at mm. one point, she's like, you're being such a girl right yeah, now. Yeah, right. And it's this like this internalized like misogyny and this like, it's because like, and you know, the thing is, it's like, if you're, if you are raised um being seen as a girl it, the problem is is that like you're constantly bombarded with things with like being a woman means xyz it means that you're small and quiet and pretty mm-hmm. and delicate and blah 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 but then at the same time you're also being bombarded with all the stuff which is just basically like it, as a woman you are less than and you're not as smart as men and you're not as like interesting as mm-hmm. men and you'll never do as well as men and like you know all the, all you're good for subtext is you know having sex with mm-hmm. and then having babies with yeah. and then cleaning a house for the rest of your life and that is what you're told and i think that is why so many girls go through like the not like other girls phase absolutely because you don't want to be like you don't want to be like this fake other girl that it doesn't yeah. exist but like this like stereotype of this girl yeah. that you don't like because she doesn't have any thoughts and all of that which is yeah. not what girls who are like fitting into it with like mm-hmm. traditional models are they are not no like, they're not they have thoughts and feelings and stuff, like 
you know they're people they're, they're people you know mm-hmm. but like it's very easy to be like i don't want to be like that stereotype yeah. that i feel like i'm meant to aim for because that's not me you know is why a lot of people go through the yeah phase. and it's also because i think that like the problem is is that like for some people they believe the whole like stuff that, like oh women are just like vapid stupid people mm-hmm. um who like only care about like you know clothes and boys and makeup and they're like okay well that's mm-hmm. true for everyone else certainly but not me <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm different and I'm special. And to be fair, I have to be. Some yeah. people's not like other girls' phases were literally because they were not girls. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. You're like, hmm. but there yeah. are healthier people. ways to explore your gender. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone goes through the phase. I'm hopeful. Yeah, you I mean, come out you know, my as 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 myself was when I was a teenager. It was more like I just had this like seething like pent up jealousy towards like mm-hmm. quote unquote like normal girls like normal popular girls yeah so i was like how mm-hmm. do they know what to do where's the rule book like you yeah. know like i try yeah. like doing like things with my hair or things with my makeup and to me they'd look like terrible and i just wouldn't look how they look and i'd be mm-hmm. like but how do they know how to do the thing it's the same thing that the teens on tiktok mm-hmm. are going through me and liver both on tiktok yeah. and like we are we're on the higher end of people's ages on tiktok which sounds bad like like that we're being like we're old (laughs) i know like there's obviously like also adults on tiktok but a lot of the content that you know people are getting paid to be influencers are in their early 20s like we're in our 20s but i mean like they're 20 21 and they're in uni or they've just left high school and you see them like recreating the same thing but with new phrasing so there was this trend a few weeks ago I, it was maybe a bit oh, more than ago. i don't know if you saw it where they were talking about like oh these girls look so clean and i feel like i always look yeah musty. i look dirty uh, and i'm like uh, yeah and that's the exact same thing it's just a different language to describe that feeling yeah. where you're like oh i don't know how people look so like clean all the time and i feel like i have like pores and it's not even a specific mm. like i have spots and i have greasy hair because you can't quite pinpoint what it is and i think that's exactly what you were describing it's like just that with a new language yeah and i think it's also like sometimes even now in my my grand old age um you know i still feel like that is that like i will try to do like makeup looks that i see on the internet that i I love doing my makeup and i'll be like oh Mm -hmm. but i don't look like that person i look gross for whatever reason (laughs) you know yeah um (laughs) and like the fact of the matter is sweet babies that are listening you don't look gross no you look like you and it's nice you are a teenager and you feel like nothing is going right right now it's just that you are unfortunately a teenager and you're growing and the people that you're modeling after are like a few years older than you like you know what i mean like all the influence like not in like the people on instagram aren't real way but they i mean also on the other hand they're not like everyone on instagram uses filters and also like Many people get surgery and don't tell anyone that they have surgery. And like they're like, oh, I had my glow up. It's just puberty, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When actually they've had like a nose job and like lip, lip fillers and things like that. And everyone had to just have pictures. But also the people that you're like looking up to on like a more yeah. like person, like micro influencers and people that mm. aren't like super like, not the, the mega influencers and stuff. A lot of the time they're like two years older yes. than you, which seems like no time at all. But in terms of your like face mm. and body and everything changing, like... 16 yeah. to 19 is oh, a very a huge big difference. difference i mean i mean i was shocked <laughs> you at, know like, i like you know how different my face looked from like the start of uni till mm. the end of year honestly the start of this year well the start of 2021 to the end of 21 um at the start of mm-hmm. 2021 i had <laughs> you look very different i do i had long platinum hair and now i have short dark hair and i look different and that's completely mm-hmm. fine but yeah like yeah. you're growing you're changing it's your journey you're gonna be okay and like un- unfortunately 
you do look a bit awkward in your teens. It just happens. I'm sorry. It's in yeah, the same way. But like, you know, when like you have like a cute little puppy and then the puppy kind of starts growing into a big dog, but maybe they haven't quite grown into their paws yeah. or their ears yet. It'll happen. Yeah. But also like... Mm-hmm. But if you're like, even people that you're like jealous yeah. of or whatever that are within your actual peer group, it's just yeah. that the body part that they currently have is in style. Yep. And that yep, yep, might yep. change in the next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when we were in high school, big butts, not Oh in, my God, so not in. in. Like, sixth form, and now, like, they are the thing for, like, well, I mean, we don't need to go into all of the reasons for no, that. No, we don't. Know, like, a lot of cultural reasons that, like, stuff has been borrowed from stuff and mm. all sorts. But, yeah, body and stuff is just trends. Yeah. And, like, this person isn't more innately beautiful than you. They are just on the yeah, trend. Yeah, they're just on the trend. They can't help that, and you can't help that, and, you know. And, and anyway, also, we've got way off at topic. At the end of the day, sorry, <laughs> just need to say this before we get back on topic. Also, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what you look like, not the most important thing at all. I know it feels so like true. it, and, yeah. like, even, like, some days I feel like it is, but it's not. Like, having no. nice friends and doing lovely things and, like, you know... Being a nice person, that's way more important than anything else. So true. Like, anyway, back to, back the, to the monstrous feminine body as a site as a site of evil, evil pain. Anyway, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I wanted to say is I've started I before we went on this tangent, I was saying uh, I've got way more into horror and stuff in the past couple of like couple of months really, like especially since we're doing this podcast. And I think it's because I um especially like feminist horror and depictions of like women throughout Mm. horror is so interesting and like the transgression of like boundaries and like what women are defined as I think is done so interestingly in horror in a way Mm. that can't be done in other genres because you if you're super transgressive in another genre that becomes the whole Mm. thing that your movie's about because it's like gasp um and yeah so I think it's really really cool in this anyway I was talking about Barbara Creed um in her book, The Monstrous Feminine, she talks about how women are positioned as victims in the horror genre. Mm. This was written in the 90s. So, like, there's a there's a few more challenges to it now, especially, I would say, in, like, the most recent and, like, mid-2000s. There's a lot of, like, directly oppositions to this. But anyway, mm. uh, women's are positioned as uh, victims within the horror genre. And they challenge, like, the patriarchy. And, wonders, um, and a lot of the time, they, like, challenge this overriding view of women by flipping um the masculine viewpoint Mm. to um construct the feminine as something monstrous so it's it's not like a mild transgression as you would see in other genres like so what can i make as an example so the film working girl yes um is not a horror film (laughs) it's like a rom-com and it's a fun time Mm -hmm. and um what's his name harrison ford's in it like young i love to see it it's yeah it's a good film it's from i think the 80s and it's like a good time and this girl decides to like she's a secretary but she thinks she can like do more yeah. and so she kind of just pretends to be more she takes over from her boss when her boss goes on holiday her like her her boss is like the epitome of a girl boss mm-hmm. um and the main character is working class um and she just kind of steps into the role and like transgresses that boundary and like acts as if she's this like middle class like boss of this big company um and that's transgressive for that genre you know what i mean for that for like that genre in the 80s her stepping into this role mm-hmm. being like a girl boss before it's time you know what i mean like she's yeah. like running a company and like women were thought of as quote-unquote just secretaries mm. and i say that as someone that like works in admin you know what yep. i mean that's not <laughs> a derivative at all but like that was a stereotype so to do something in like the rom-com genre that's transgressive is like that level of transgression mm. 
whereas in the horror genre, big old transgression. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. It's very fun. Um, so, like, there's a big old switch to this monstrous feminine because it, like, accentuates, like, gender and, like, flipping all the things that we, like, are obsessed with about gender on its head and, like, it's great. It's such a good book. Yeah. Um, but the... Um, you know, when you were just talking about like the, the monstrous feminine just now, it made me think of a werewolf mm-hmm. movie that I have seen called Dog Soldiers. Now, Ooh, it's not that? good. I have to stress mm. this right now. It's not... It's very... Right. So the werewolves are in costumes on stilts and it does make them walk really weird because mm-hmm. I do not think they trained the people that were on the stilts. They walk like they're in weird little high heels. <laughs> but basically, it's this... There's this like group of soldiers doing like a nighttime thing in the Scottish Highlands and they're attacked by werewolves and then this other group come and they're like, Oh how weird, all those people got attacked and then they like find a zoologist living in a remote cabin and they're like, Oh, there might be werewolves and she's like, Yes, I've seen this before. The family that used to live here got eaten and then plot twist, it's actually her family and she's a werewolf. Oh, okay. And yeah. she not only says it's my time of the month, but also calls herself a bitch within the same uh, sentence. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like, you want a bitch? I'll show you a bitch. And then turns into a werewolf. Girl boss. She's like, sorry, it's my time it's of the like, month. Mild spoilers for um, werewolves within. If you haven't seen it, it's like a comedy murder It's mystery, not that good. Horror. Sorry. We watched it together. It's, it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's all right. Watch it for Harvey Thingy Madoodle because he's so cute. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah, my former dude. But like children. the one of the like villain speeches in that is like, I'm a girl and I'm a bitch and I'm sorry that you liked me because I like the same music as you and giggled at your jokes, you stupid man. And it's like, okay, okay. sure, okay, very girl fine. Like you. it's trying to write, it's trying to write like a girl boss yeah. narrative. So, it. but it's very like that. Yeah. Right? So Dog Soldiers <laughs> is from 2002, which is why it's allowed to be like yeah. that. The werewolf yes, within is allowed. from this year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, Dog Soldiers, um, if you want to watch a, a werewolf movie and go, hmm, that looks weird, by all means go for Dog Soldiers. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, so during The Monstrous Feminine, uh, Creed never talks about like the female monster, mm-hmm. like she doesn't use that term because that kind of suggests it's just like a reversal of like male yeah. monster, whereas female, like The Monstrous Feminine is its own thing. It's like specifically transgressing, mm-hmm. like the boundaries that are put on femininity and stuff mm. and mostly the monstrous feminine it does other stuff as well but mostly it talks about our, um sexuality and the construction of female sexuality and castration as well in the in like the freudian sense mm. you know what i mean not yeah, in, yeah. not in the like i'm directly gonna chop your bits off like also <laughs> yeah. that sometimes in horror oh, yeah. films but you know what i mean like <laughs> the- oh i mean is it is there really is it really a female monster if she doesn't at some point chop someone's dick off true exactly <laughs> but she also classifies um i think it's seven different types of monstrous feminine so you have the archaic mother the monstrous womb the vampire possessed monster witch and castrating mother which is so interesting and i would say mm. that like without going into all of them because like if we watch another film that fits into one of them we'll go into one of them yeah uh, i think we talked about the witch when we did practical magic i'm not sure but I would say this is probably closest to maybe mm. the monstrous womb because it's a lot about that. Um, yeah, I think so. Because and she talks about the um, yeah. The I think that's 
interesting because mm-hmm. like obviously in this case like the monstrous womb is specifically the absence of baby mm-hmm. and that's why you have period whereas like traditionally the monstrous womb is like rosemary's baby yeah and like the the, the like the giving birth to like satan and stuff yeah but i think that's a really interesting i think that's really interesting yeah mm. yes 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 so like the... oh and also i think specifically it's the monstrous womb because that boy does have like quote unquote a period yeah and it's not like a direct <laughs> very scared it's not like a direct layover it because i think this film is more maybe transgressive than some of the stuff that um, yeah. barbara creed was talking about like she was talking in the 90s but obviously she didn't cover every single horror yeah. genre you know what i mean she was talking yeah, about yeah, yeah obviously more stuff from the 70s and 80s and stuff uh, i think mm. let me yeah her case studies were alien the exorcist the brood the hunger carrie i spit on your grave and psycho so they they mm. map onto those those examples but yes yeah i see of, i see that yeah yes. so this one would be the brood which i've never seen which sounds very interesting but it's like a it's a body horror film about mm. murder question mark i'm not mm, sure i've not spooky. seen it but um it, the monstrous room section anyway it talks about um the reproductive mm. system as abhorrent and intimidating and like the maternal body being like a source of anxiety for the male gaze mm. and stuff and obviously like this isn't about maternity and it's not about the womb but it is about how horrifying like puberty and stuff is yeah um, yeah, yeah and she also talks a little bit about um this perceived like connection that like she talks about women it's it's like it's a reductive to talk about like women and men but for this let me just quote Barbara Creed, mm. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, she talks about, like, women's connection to natural events that's perceived um, is considered, like, depending on in what genre it is, it's perceived as, like, sometimes kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, women and the moon and the nature. And other times it's just considered, like, completely grotesque and, like, why, why are you connected to the ground, you know? Um, and, like, there's all these connotations with, like, the uterus and the devil and, like, the like even in alien stuff like the body horror of the baby and pregnancy and stuff it's very like if you've watched Titan, which is what we were talking about before um mm. it's, it's about like a horrible pregnancy with a monster and in the end it isn't really about that but like her body is ripping apart and like in uh, Titan, yeah. her like her breasts are leaking motor oil and she's or yeah, Sorry. it's about yeah. I, I won't get too into it, but like it's also really interesting, like gender-wise. So through Titan, she's um, she binds her whole body because she's uh, trying to be perceived as a boy. So she like binds her mm. breast and she like she binds her pregnancy stomach. So it's like flat. Ooh. Yeah, it's body horror, but it's intense. <laughs> but I thought that was really interesting to like think of um, Ginger Snaps as like a proto monstrous yeah. womb because it's about the reproductive yeah. system but it's not about reproduction you know what i mean i think puberty mm, is yeah definitely. puberty is obviously part of the reproductive system and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i thought that was just like a really interesting way to map it onto like a more theoretical perspective but to sum it up body's bad <laughs> yeah the, that's that's it that's the long and short of it the long and short of it we'll delete this episode ginger snaps body's bad <laughs> <laughs> bye yeah <laughs> right Okay, so I think I think that wraps us up on our big talky points. Yeah. So let's do our little sum ups. Yes. Peaks and pits. My hmm, my peak is I loved all of the the depiction of puberty in it. I think it's so interesting and like the mm. the fear of puberty is not something that you see in a lot of stuff. Like this fear of the body changing and the fear of what it means to be a woman. Um, mm-hmm. is a really interesting depiction of this because a lot of teen films, especially, are like. Ew, I got my period, but 
oh I got my period nasty ew but omg boobs I'm so excited to have boobs and talk yeah to oh my god it's always that yeah it's like omg like I have these cramps but I'm a woman now and I have boobs yeah. and the boys are gonna like me and it's like okay uh it's yeah <laughs> that's my peak I think my pit is Bridget's wig <laughs> hated it's it it's a bad wig in it i yeah. was like i don't want to be mean about her hair um in case it's her hair but then i kept watching and i was like that is definitely a wig it's definitely a wig and it's bad because ginger's hair is real as far as i can tell yeah it looks pretty real yeah her hair is very much this is where uh, we found not... out that she had a wig for like some tragic reason but like it's I just a, they could have got her a good wig it might not be in all yeah. scenes that it's a wig either like might not be but there's a few where it's just like so yeah, there's a few where she has front. her hair like tilted forward yeah that's what it is yeah and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a bad, bad wig that's not a lace front. It's just stuck on there. It's like when um, Eclipse, I think it's Eclipse in Twilight. Oh, Saga, God, Rosie's They just wig. all have the bad Ugh. wigs for, and like, just for one. And, like, Bella has a wig as well, and it's bad, and she's never had a wig before. And I think they just give them yeah. wigs to give them volume, and it's awful. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so what are your peaks and pits, Liv? My peaks and pits? Uh, well, my pit, personally, is all the dog death. yeah. Does the dog die? Yes. Does the dog die? Yeah, McFreakin does. <laughs> and I didn't say McFreakin the first take. So many times. Um, <laughs> so many times will the dog ever stop dying? Please. Anyway. <laughs> and then like my peak. Um, my peak. I think the fashion. I mm, love the fashion in this movie. So good, right? Mm, delicious. It's good. It's good. It's a good. It's a good time. Yeah. Um. So good. Yeah. And then, I don't really have a favorite quote beyond the. No, my um, favorite quote is just what I already said, which is like, I have. My favorite this... thing was the mean girls being mean. <gasps> yeah. She walks past and she's like, "Hey, maybe you should put your freak sister on a leash." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I also uh... like the the very like direct like what does she say? It's something. It's basically she outlines the Madonna whore complex. Um, yeah she does which is like the girls are either like perceived or like depicted as like this like beautiful virgin or mother or they're like this evil no one thinks chicks can do s word like this trust me a girl can only ever be a slut bitch tease or virgin next door we'll just coast on how the world works and that's them talking about how they're gonna get out of Mm. being found out for the murder yeah oh would you like to know a fun fact I about would. Emily Perkins? Yes. She's married to the guy that wrote Ginger Snaps. Oh, really? Oh, how fun. Oh, so, oh sorry. No, she's married. Sorry, the director. I read that wrong. She's married to a guy who's written a- academic works about her films. Oh, that's lovely. I was going to say because the, the writer's a, a woman. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. She's mentioned Belgian Canadian, Belgian Canadian academic oh, Ernest so Mathages, Mathages, oh. um, who was born 1968 or 1969. <laughs> what an good, inc- <laughs> good, yeah. And uh, he's basically just known for cult film studies, which is why he studied uh, Ginger Snaps. Oh, that's the dream job. Very cute. If anyone's listening yeah. and has involvement with film journals, hit us up. We'd love to write for you. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's he looks so interesting. Oh, one thing that I might I might check out of his is that he has a book called Bad Reputations: The Reception of Trash Cinema. Ooh. Um, they also have Menstrual Monsters: The Reception of the Ginger Snaps Cult Horror Franchise. Oh, I'd love to read that. 
I want to oh, read way more stuff on Lord of the Rings. Loads of stuff on Lord of the Rings, which is cool. Mm. Um, and a lot on David Cronenberg. Oh, nice. Joanna, you've shared your fun fact. Would you like me to share a fun fact I also found? Yeah, go on. So, I don't know how correct this is, because I couldn't find a source <laughs> for it beyond the Ginger Snaps wiki. I did have a, I had a <laughs> quick Google around, but I don't know really why they'd lie. So, um... Ginger and Bridget's project involving mock suicides was filmed in a young family's house in Canada while the family, including the four-year-old child, was home. Various crew members had to spend the day playing with playing with or otherwise distracting the child so they wouldn't see the gory scenes being filmed outside. Honestly, I, I believe that. Funny. Like, I thought there's, I no, believe there's that. no real reason to lie about that, but I also, I don't have like no. a definite source on it, you know what I mean? Most of my stuff no. is well-sourced. But, um, I like that though. It's like how um that kid that was in The Shining didn't realize he was in a horror movie yeah. until like years later. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that He's story. like, I get to ride my tricycle indoors. Wee, <laughs> wee. Oh, those fun girls I get to play with. They seem fun. I love twins. <laughs> I love twins. La la la. <laughs> And that's how it should be. I don't think any kid should know they're in horror movies. No, <laughs> just let them vibe. I keep seeing horror movies with like seven and eight year olds that have to act afraid, and I don't want any part of it anymore. No kid should know they're in a horror movie. No, just let them vibe. <laughs> it's like I kept thinking about like you know all the little kids that were in it, Ooh, right? Yeah. Weren't half of them like too young to watch the premiere of that film? Probably, but I think they did anyway. <laughs> I know they're allowed because they technically have adult supervision. No, they will have adult supervision. But I'm also yeah. like, feels feels weird. Feels bro. wrong. Like, yeah. Like feels weird that they're acting in a film that they can't see. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. I guess when anyway. you like film it, you don't see all the scary stuff because it's added after. Yeah, I guess. Not all of it. Yeah, like, it's actually just Alexander Skarsgård chasing you in a silly costume. <laughs> also, I wanted to share another fun fact-ish that I found. It's kind of a fact, except. Mm. It's not super effect. So they are in the works is a Ginger Snaps TV series. Um, it's not, <gasps> I know, oh, it's yes. not 100% confirmed, but there is a post on it on Deadline just um, talking about it. So it was it was brought up in um, 2020, but you know how that's gone. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of stuff being made in 2020, weirdly enough. But um, it's, what? it's hopefully being made with um, Sid Gentle Films, which are the producers of Killing Eve. And they're teaming mm. up with Copper Heart Entertainment, who made the movies, which is very fun. Um, and it's going to be produced by John Fawcett, who um, created Orphan Black, and Anna Sayumba, who um, might write it, which is really cool. I'm really excited. Love this. Yeah. Um, so I hope they do make it and if they do we'll come back and do I hope it's still set in the 90s me too I hope it's like a period piece I don't want like and I don't want a modern piece. ginger snaps you know <laughs> sorry <laughs> you missed my amazing double entendre <laughs> but um, <laughs> no like I, I, I think ginger snaps has a grunge aesthetic that you can't take away from it mm-hmm. I don't want like I don't no. want ginger snaps to be about an modern. emo kid and her sister you know what I mean you don't want a Riverdale I don't want a Riverdale snaps. ginger snaps and <laughs> Oh, if we get a Riverdale ginger snaps, I'm giving up. Although, Riverdale, why haven't you had werewolves in yet? Well, they do have Mothman in live, so how can yeah, you complain? Yeah, I can complain because they didn't make the Mothman hot. They made him evil. Why would you do that? Yeah. Specifically to me. You that did. was a slight against me personally. <laughs> One day we'll do our episode on Riverdale when they properly commit to the bit and do yep. supernatural stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> So Liv, I have to ask, uh, date or steak? Oh, they're teenagers. No. Yes. 
the concept of this kind of werewolf date or stick um i mean honestly date like if like as long as they were like willing to like you know not like eat people you mm. know i'd be honestly like i don't see that like huge amounts of problem with werewolves like also like i feel like what we could do is sort out kind of a situation where i i get like horse tranquilizer or something and then give it to them before the full moon <laughs> they change and then i just mm. have a massive dog in my house for a bit that is the but opposite of a problem, is, except for all the hoovering that I have to do. Super go into the full moon stuff, right? No, like, is the. It just I think it's like, like they gradually became like, okay. a werewolf over time. Yeah, so because obviously uh, Bridget it has been turned ish. Yeah, but she doesn't turn into a werewolf. My on the full moon. kind of reading of it, and I know that, like there is no textual like proof of this at all but i was kind of like oh so she's mm-hmm. like slowly like becoming a werewolf in the same way that she's slowly becoming a woman and then once she just like her <laughs> first full, once she does her first full change i was like okay so that's it like every full moon she changed into a werewolf yeah that's but like then i wasn't sure if then she would be um just in that form forever oh, because obviously when because when they get attacked by the original werewolf yeah if that's a full moon then it hasn't been a month it is since the f- that yeah happened. it is the full moon yeah i don't know but so I wasn't sure if they would be permanently in wolf state. True. Or not. If they weren't permanently, because she gradually becomes. If wolf they thing. weren't permanently in wolf state, and it was a, a a moon thing, and we'd sort out, you know, for them to just be a big big puppy for this for the evening, and then like I'd make them hoover up all of their wolf hair that they dropped in my house. Yeah. I just go every single month. This... I go and I get a big old rack of lamb from the butchers, and that would be theirs, mm. and they can go crunch yeah. it in a corner on like a plastic blanket. You know. Good. I think this werewolf in particular, I would stake because they don't get to be like not super werewolfy mm. all the time. You know what I mean? Like she gets very murderous. Mm. Like the other one, I'm just like, I don't want to dull your sparkle queen, but I do <laughs> need you to not be murdering yeah. the kids at school all the time. I also, at least if you are, at least murder the ones we don't yeah, like. I also you know? kind of like, maybe she's like just extra volatile because she's like a teen werewolf. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you're mm. like an, like, uh, a full-blown adulty werewolf like i just feel like you'd have a better handle on things you know which is why yeah, we don't turn teens true. into werewolves because this is also part of the werewolf lore in twilight that teens are really volatile as baby werewolves yeah and you yeah. get a better handle on it as you get older which is kind of like the way that i was kind of like being like here's how the lord would match up in my little mind so yeah definitely so Liv, what do you want to do next what week what do i want to do next like- week Oh, you I have I have an idea. Yes, please tell me. Um so we have done the What We Do in the Shadows movie. Um but we have just finished watching the series. We have we haven't uh, done that. I think I think perhaps maybe a little bit to do the series. Yes, yes, yes. What do you think? I think so, yes. yes? I think we're gonna have to do a very brief summary because otherwise I will not show up for Oh three yeah. Hours. We won't do an episode by episode. No, we're not gonna do an episode by episode. We're gonna give you the general gist. Yeah, and one day we'll get round to doing like a Vampire Diaries episode, which yeah. is like five seasons or seven seasons. I got up to like three seasons of that and then stopped. I'm sorry. I need to get I back into it. I think I got to five. I don't mm. know. We'll eventually we'll watch get it. Back it's into just it. long. Every time I Google anyone that's been on a horror film, though, it always pops up that they've had like a minor role in Vampire Diaries. It's so weird. Who hasn't had a minor role in Vampire Diaries? Well, exactly. It's like when you watch Gilmore Girls and you're like, oh, that's Who are, are you? Everyone. <laughs> My personal favourite of Gilmore Girls character is the person that plays the evil guy in Jennifer's body. Because I saw him in Gilmore Girls and was instantly like, I don't yes. like you and I can't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Anyway, 
Yes, we should definitely yeah, do what we do in the shadows. Wraps us up for this week. Yes. Um. Yeah. Join us next time for what we do in the shadows. The series. Yes. We'll probably not get like super into the plot of it. Oh we'll hell yes! Overview. I've got so much fandom stuff to give you. Yeah. So we'll give you like the lore. To be honest, we'll probably end up doing mostly fan culture stuff. Oh, absolutely. Fun. And and the past couple of episodes have been like lore heavy. So, it has. You know, we'll do a fandom fandom heavy episode. It's not fair because uh, I can't quote fun. like Nandor properly. Oh my god, we're gonna to have to do an episode on this explicit TV show and censor it. Guy, so, tune in for that if not for anything that. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Right. Thank you so much for living. Li- li- I'm living. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for living it up with us. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Have a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. I win. I got it in at the end. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is loved and respected by Rose Assety of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed on the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends.